Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Monday. Ah, It's the start of a new week. And I don't really get the Sunday scaries anymore because I don't get up at 4 o'clock in the morning like I used to on my old radio show. But I'm sad to see this weekend go. And I also am proud of myself that I took a minute and breathed and decided to attack something in a different way. And I'll get to that in a second. But first, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. This is my little corner of the world that I like to shock you with the things that I say. I like to make you cry with the things that I say, laugh, and sometimes somewhere in between. Hopefully, I never make you angry, but maybe, you know, because when you keep it real, that happens sometimes. Um, And hopefully, some of the stuff in this podcast won't do that. But um, so the weekend was phenomenal. And I don't usually say that, which is sad, you know, because life is good as much as it's been uh, crazy and in a lot of turmoil over the last couple of months. It is really still a beautiful life that I live. And, you know, I know that some of you might be like, if you're new, like, what the hell did I just walk into? Like, is this like some self-help thing? Kind of. Not really. But I would like to think that I try to keep it at least my glass is half full than half empty type of vibe around here on the Really Riley podcast. So what did we do this weekend? Um, it's weird how chill it was because my life is never that. You know, two kids, all of the things, soccer, and then budding two businesses, my candle business and this podcast, and just trying to keep it all together while making such a switch of like halfway being a single mom. Not a single mom. Whoa. Let me not say that. I was a single mom. I am not. I'm very still happily married. A pseudo stay-at-home mom is what I like to say. Um, but my son, Lyric, he had his last soccer game of the season, and I can't believe how quick that went. And Saturday, we went to the game, and I was just watching my little boy, who's about to be eight in October, and I'm in awe at him. It's so crazy to me how much he's like me and how different he is from me. And that's what they say with little humans because they turn into, you know, hopefully better versions of you is what you would want. Um, But when we were walking up to the game, he says to me, he goes, Mommy, do you know what my heart's goal is? And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to cry, aren't I? And I was like, what, baby? And he's just like, well, I'm going to make it to the big leagues. And nothing anyone is going to do is going to stop me. And I won't stop until I get there. And I'll never give up because that's what you taught me. I mean, like, like the moments that you live for as a parent or as a person is that. Because you're like, oh, God, I think I did something right. You know, like I'm very big with manifesting. And I know that I say that at nauseum here and the people that listen and have listened to me on the radio before know that. But, you know, you don't really realize how much your little kids are watching and what sponges they are. 
And, you know, I'm so grateful that most of the time you guys tell me that I'm an inspiration to you, but I don't know how it gets lost on me that I could be that to like my almost eight year old. He came home with a piece of paper the other day from his school that it was his teacher had them write, like write something on here that I don't know about you. And he wrote on there, like, I'm going to make it to the World Cup. And I'm just like, kid, yes, you keep that big energy and you go forth and conquer and I will be right there with you. I just love that. Like, you know, when I was younger, my mom was not like a pessimist, but she was very like cautious and believing in big things and like big things can happen. You know, when I was wanting to get in radio, she was like asking the dude that was helping me set up my internship and she's like, well, is this a thing? Like, you know, and he literally said, you know, most people don't make a whole lot of money. You can make, you know, a couple thousand dollars a year. That's very rare, like 6% make it to the big leagues, which I did, and then some. And he said, you know, you'll get out of it what you put into it. And that is what I see in Lyric with soccer. It's just his thing. Like growing up, I was always really good at things, lots of things, but I never tried. Like ballet, I was great at, but I never tried. You know, radio was the first thing that I tried. Like pageants, I was okay at, you know, never tried. Singing, meh, I can carry a tune. Never tried. It was never something that I just put my every damn thing in. And I wasn't really coached that way by my parents, you know? And I think it's really cool that my kid's adapting that, like, mindset about it. It's seven. You know, when I see him on that field, it's crazy how methodical he plays and how he watches the players. Because all he does is watch Messi on YouTube all damn day long for hours. He'll sit there. And they say, don't give him the iPads. But, yeah, he's learned some moves that his coach is like, where do you learn that? Not me. <laughs> Not me. YouTube. Um, and it's just YouTube kids because, oh, my God, it's crazy with the stuff that they've, like, uh, with Minecraft and all that. That stuff went out the window real quick. Um but I was sitting there on the field watching him and watching him just like with his little moves and being so patient and passing to other players. And like, I started to like tear up behind my Jackie O sunglasses. It's like, I'm so proud of him. I can't stand it. It's so amazing to watch this little person he's becoming. And that's the shit that you always want to remember when things in your life go awry. Like it's a, it's like semi part of manifestation because it's just like you appreciate what you have and then things start unfolding into what you want. You know, it's, it's like so elementary too when you think about it. Cause like, I'm always telling lyrics like, you know, you need to start appreciating the toys you have before you start asking for more. And why wouldn't we adapt that notion within ourselves? It's just food for thought. But, you know, it was a really great day. And then we left there and somebody had said, oh, you know, you should go to Walkersville Days. That's like the city we live in. And I like they're like, oh, there's a strawberry festival. But I think by the time we got there, it was, you know, kind of the tail end of it. And it was just like yard sales, which is great. But, you know, we don't usually go out after the games because our son, Malin, the two-year-old, is, you know, tired and cranky and that's right around his nap time. And it's time to kind of come home and catch up on laundry or, you know, me working on my candles. But I was like, let's do it. Let's just go. And my husband, who is very militaristic in his regiments, like, you know, he's a cop. He likes things, you know, orderly, I guess. Like he likes schedule. He likes a list. We're both ADHD. Like he's ADHD in the way that he likes things done, 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 done. Like down the line, let's get the checklist. Me, I'm just ADHD that I'm very like spastic. But he was like, okay, let's go. 
And we both as a couple have been trying to work on like listening to each other and what the other person needs because, you know, we've had really big life switches from where we were when we met, you know, job wise and we have two kids now and, you know, it's just we're feeding into our marriage by those things is what I mean. And my thing with him was I need you to kind of let go of the checklist a little bit. You know, I know sometimes I need to write, you know, get onto it and start checking away, but I was like, yay, you're actually kind of up for it. But then we get there and we're like, you know what? This might not be worth it to get the kids out of the car and have the little ones screaming. So we both were just like, meh, okay. And that was me saying, because normally I'm like, nope, we got to go. I want to check it out. FOMO, I, we got to see. And I was like, all right, no, let's just go back to the house and we'll just, you know, pivot. It's my thing. Pivot and prevail. Um, so then I'm downstairs working on my candle stuff because I've got a couple of pop-ups coming up in the next two weeks. There's two weekends that I'm having a pop-up. And Lyric comes downstairs and he's like, Mommy, you know, Marshy says that he wants you upstairs and it's important. I'm like, what, are you in trouble? What happened? What's going on? Because usually he'll just text me to come up or, you know, something like that. And I'm just like, okay, what am I walking into? What did Lyric do? You know, like what happened? What broke? And my husband's standing there with this just like shipping box. And he's like, open it. And all week he's been teasing me. I know something you don't know. And that's something that we always did in my family when I was younger, like for Christmas or birthdays, when we were teasing somebody about a present we were about to give them and we're excited about it. So he started doing it too. And he's like, open it. So I get down like a little kindergartner, crisscross applesauce on the floor to open it. And I open it up to a like maroon Jordan's box. Now, if you guys are not familiar with this podcast, which I know some of you are, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. Um, I created a candle line called the Karma Line this year after I got fired and I was trying to turn pain into creativity. And I have my 23 is my year to be Jordan candle with black obsidian for protection and red jasper agate with, you know, for fire and drive and all that. And, you know, it's was born of a story that I was talking to one of my former people that I was on a show with and, you know, trying to get that person to understand, like, I'm not trying to steal your spotlight. You're the Jordan. You have the shoes. You have the billboard. You have all of that. I don't want to take that from you but I want you to treat me and talk to me and think of me as your Scotty Pippen. The one that if you're trying to make a shot that I'll be right there on defense, which I don't speak sports or whatever, but you know, I was trying to appeal to that person's emotions. (laughs) Did not at all bounced right off of them. Like, you know, a ping pong. So when I was creating this, I was like, you know, it's 2023. Fuck this. 23 is my year to be Jordan. You know, all of you guys know that we got this is my motto, but that has become my mantra for this year as much as we got this. And it's been up and down, you know, some days I'm like chest up, chin up, crown straight, let's go. And then some days I'm not, and I'm not when I'm really not. I always say that my favorite color is gray because I have no black or white, or I know I have no gray. I'm black or white. I'm just, I I have the extremes. I'm either really, really motivated and really, really positive or not. (laughs) And it's me. I've been searching for that gray a lot more lately. And he knows that I have some really big things coming up that I am excited, nervous about, trying not to put too much 
wait on it and strangle it and let manifestation in the universe unfold it all for me. Because I don't want to say if, I like to say when in manifestation. When this happens, it'll be the reason for all of it. But, you know, when things are big, you, you're kind of like, uh, you know, you get scared about things. And he knows my jam is fashion. But also the one pair of Jordans with this year being my, this year is my year to be Jordan. I have one pair that you guys have seen in my photo shoot. They're sapphire blue. And they got bad juju all over them. It's, they weren't, at the time they were given to me, it was a good memory. But now... Everything has changed, and I'm not going to get rid of a $150 pair of shoes, but I need to sage the shit out of them, but I don't really wear them because of that reason, and, the, you know, they're my style, but they weren't, like, what I would have gone to, I guess. I loved them because it was a very nice gift at the time, um, but now that things have changed, I'm just kind of like, well, eh. When I go to wear them. Um, so he wanted me to switch that memory. And also going forth into this new thing that could happen. To wear them and. I mean I know I will think of him when I wear them. But I don't think that that's what he thought. I opened the box to the most beautiful pair of Jordans I have ever ever seen in my life like if there was ever ones that were made for me it's these it's like the maroonish red is like a nod to when he met me when I had the fiery red hair and I miss it but I'm not trying to kill my hair off because it's just starting to grow back out um but they're lotus Jordans they have this beautiful darker maroon and they're like a cream color in the base cream like gum on the bottom and like cream stitching the stitching in them is phenomenal. And I'd never seen Jordans like this before. They're like the old school, like OG Jordans too. And on the card that you see when you open it up, it's the Jordan emblem and a lotus flower in that fire engine red that I used to have in my hair. And on the card, it says, this isn't him writing it, but this is just perfect, and he just knows how to hit me in the heartstrings. This was Nike or whoever did their marketing. It says, she grew unscathed, lifted by her surroundings. The vibrant petals sit calmly on the surface, a beauty born on stagnant lakes, a flower that rose to shine. She invokes gracefully, supported by strong roots that want to see her win. All things are possible because she, like the lotus, rises in all her glory. Damn, my husband is the goat. Like the greatest of all time. He just knows me so well and knows how to be so meaningful in things. And like I'm just sitting here looking at these shoes, like tearing up at him and giving him the biggest kisses. I mean, granted, they're fucking phenomenal and, you know, not the cheapest pair of shoes either. Uh, but it's not about that. It, it's just about like us both being trepidatious about the future. But no matter what, he wants me to know that he's behind me. And not only does he want me to be secure and that he's behind me, but confident in all that I have to give. And he does it through fashion. I mean, 
this this is my man. I mean, this my man is like he just I always tell him, God forbid anything would ever happen to us, which it won't. I was like, if it's not you, it's nothing. And I waited my whole life for him. And there's something in that moment that made me switch because I've been so devastated over losing radio in the capacity that I did. The career that I built, 20 years built up, the way that it all went down, so hurtful, so toxic, so hard. And although I've been allowing myself healing from that because I didn't usually allow myself to heal, I just kind of like went through things and kept it moving because I had to, because I had to be strong, but this time I let myself feel it. But then within that allowance of those feelings, it's been like a damn waterfall and I've I've lost a lot of sight into my manifestation skills and being appreciative of what I have and how big I'm going to grow from this. Because shit, you, you took everything from me. All the fears that I had, the big ones, the biggest ones, because I'm not really afraid of much. You put them in front of me and I did crumble for a minute. But I guess he sees me as this lotus flower that the roots are strong and I'll always grow back. And that just meant everything to me. And just with that one act reminded me of how much I have no matter what like you know I don't want to say that radio isn't a huge part of who I am because it is it gave me him it brought me here to DC I never would have come here if not for that it made me into a person with drive and I've flourished in all kinds of adversity so it makes me fearless in so much but I was so broken after that that he saw me differently and not in a bad way but just you know when you see somebody that you know to be the strong one flailing a i'm his wife so obviously it hurts him but b it's just like what the hell is no what's going on it's it's jarring to everybody and in that moment i remember i just i felt like if i never get any of that radio-ness back i don't care I miss it every damn day, every day. But I have him and I have our boys. And look, I've always been a proponent of you still having your own sense of self and not wrapping your whole heart and life around your kids and family and you still being your own person because we come into this world alone, we go out alone. However, the days in between, I'm so proud to have him as my best friend, my husband, to have our boys that too was my life's work. And I think I lost sight of that for a second. It's not saying that I'm not going to still have drive and I'm not going to still go forth in this new possible opportunity that I'm keeping very close to the chest and excited about. But it gives me more confidence to go forth and kill it because if it doesn't happen, then it wasn't for me. And what's for me is right around the corner. But I'm not looking for the next. I'm going back to that notion that I had before. Let me appreciate all that I have now and watch everything else unfold just the way that it's supposed to. And not grasp for more and not, you know, grapple everything with anxiety and, you know, being afraid and all that. Like, let me not do that. And I bet you it's all going to unfold the way that I'm praying for it to. He's a good one. He's a good one, that man of mine. He um, 
he really knows how to make my heart beat again. And I love him so much for it. So having said all that good mushy stuff, I kind of wanted to address something that I usually don't address shit like this. Or I try not to. It's like, bleh. you know, if, if, if every day there's something somebody says negative to me or about me, which does usually happen like every other day on like Instagram and socials, it's maybe three times a year that I'll even address it at all. And not really using this podcast as a vein to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But... This one I kind of wanted to. And I'll be real. When a couple of you guys sent me a screenshot of this like IG questionnaire thing from someone's social, I was real pissed. Like when I first read it, it was like four o'clock in the morning and I couldn't sleep. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? And who are you? And keep my name out of your mouth. Like I have tried to be real classy about exiting the circumstances that I've been in for a long time and not really giving it a lot of weight. And also, you can't tone, tell tone of text and type. And just, I was fired up. And of course, my husband being the sound mind that he is, he's like, babe, I'm not telling you not to address it. I'm just telling you, give it 24 hours and think about it. Because I know that I'm very smart with the things that I say and do, and I say less than I know. I say and address less than what I think. You know, it's not like I don't see you. I see you all. But sometimes it's just stupid to address it because you're giving people what they want. But this one I kind of wanted to touch on. If you guys know me, this podcast, this area, you'll kind of get what I'm getting at here. And I'm annoyed by it a lot. And I think it also is a symptom of for years not saying things, not wanting to rock the boat, being the yes girl in the professional sense, I mean, because I mean, I'm always mouthy. And I think it's like I didn't stand up for myself for the longest time because I wanted to keep things the same. And, you know, I was afraid that I would lose my job and I was afraid that I would upset people that I respected and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? No, 23 is my fucking year to be Jordan. And I'm not going to be silent if somebody else is doing or saying things about me on a social media platform that aren't exactly the truth. Or who the fuck is you to be t saying anything about me? That was my attitude at first. But I think I've, I've chilled. I'm less, I'm less red hot chili pepper and a little bit more like green chili pepper. So the picture that I got, it said in the questionnaire thing, like that you put up those questions on Instagram, like ask me anything. It said, what do you want more or less of? And the person said, would you interview Riley? This person said, yes, love to have her on. I actually reached out, but haven't heard back. Doors always open. Love to hear about her radio experience. I probably won't hear from her. I followed her. And then when I didn't hear back, I unfollowed. Sorry, I'm a petty bitch sometimes. I know. Petty. Okay. So I don't know this person. We worked in the same position 10 years apart, 15 years apart, whatever. Uh, we know the same people. We've had a lot of the same traumas. We've had a lot of the same experiences. So 
I've been approached a lot of times to talk about my, you know, the tea about my former radio experience. And I've said things on this podcast, but nowhere near all of my experience. And there's reasons for that. Some of which I'm going to explain eventually when I'm fucking ready. Some of which I'm not. Like, I'm trying to breathe through this because I've had such a positive weekend. I think it was manifested that I had such a great, appreciative weekend that I could kind of go into this topic a little bit less pissed off, a little bit less reeking. So, yeah, I was approached by this person twice after I got fired to talk about it. And here's my thing. I've spent many years being able to talk or being able to present myself and who I am as a personality, as a person behind somebody else's mic. And I was always okay with that. I love being a co-host. It was like my, I, I think I'm really fucking good at it. But in this capacity, when I went through the hardest thing I've ever gone through in a professional sense, in a personal sense, all in one shebang, and mind you, a couple of minutes after this all went down, my beloved dog Pink of 15 years died. I didn't want to say a word in anybody else's lens, mic, camera, Instagram, podcast, anything. Because I was done with my message being told from somebody else's mouth. And here's the thing. I didn't answer Because you know that whole thing, anything you say can and will be used against you? So it didn't matter what pretty poem I would have written as an answer or litany of things in an Instagram DM that I could have said explaining why I didn't want to talk about it at the time or to that person. It still would have been, oh, well, she said this or blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't owe you shit. Now, I'm not talking about my audience here. I'm talking about this person. I don't know you. What I've been told about you, it, 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 you know, it wasn't the most positive light. And I never looked at that like that because I'm like, I don't know her. I don't know this person. I'm not going to make it a judgment about you based on other people's words. I'm not going to do that. But that right there, I don't like that. It's sort of to me like, you know, in radio, it's a very finite amount of people and especially women that get to the positions that we have gotten to. So it's a very small world. So even if people act like they don't know you, they know about you. They do, especially with Instagram, especially running in the same circles as a lot of people. And to me, it's like, okay, hold up. You've never followed me before. But when all that shit went down and the tea was available, then you follow me. But then. When you don't get what you want, oh, I'm just going to unfollow her. And it's funny. It's funny. It's petty. I'm petty. Uh, yeah, you are. Because we moved in that same s- arena. And what I've heard from you wasn't great. And you would think that you would consider Why? And not put it out there like, I just didn't answer you. 
and maybe put it a little bit less harsh because that's the thing too. You may not know this because you don't know me for shit, but I pride myself on answering everyone. I pride myself on being honest as much as I humanly can without getting sued. So it irritates me that this is kind of like a public fodder type situation because this is my life. This wasn't up for grabs. This wasn't a fun opportunity to spill the tea. And also, let me just say this real quick before anybody wants to turn this into something that it's not. I am not confirming or denying anybody's experiences in my former position in moving in the same circles with the people that we all know and that we're all intertwined with. I'm not doing that. I don't tell anybody that their story is not true. I wasn't there, even though I was there for a lot of it. I wasn't in your mind. I wasn't in your home. I wasn't in your cell phone. I wasn't in, I wasn't there. But the day that I decide to open further up about that, it's going to be through my mic and nobody else's. Because if somebody's going to make a judgment about me or about this situation or about this story or about my former radio life, it's going to be through my mouth. No. I don't owe anybody anything. I give a lot. I try to. I really do. I try to be very transparent about things because I feel like that's the biggest connection with things. I just don't like the whole like laughing about it. Like, oh, I'm petty. Okay, I didn't mean shit to you before. Not that I expected to. I've never had a conversation with you at all. And some of the people that you've talked about with this topic that you want to interview me about, I do know them. I don't know them personally anymore, but I've had interactions with them. You, I've had none. So why would I trust you to give the most precious story? Precious may not be the word for it, but scary, deep, traumatizing story. Why would I do that to you? Like, why would I owe you that? I just don't like it because I think we have a lot of the same people that love and respect us. And I had a lot of respect for what you've done since going through the same shit that I did. I literally still have a lot of respect for what you do. And if it was in a different capacity, yeah, I'd love to chit chat because we probably have a lot more in common than we think. But I don't like that. I don't like how you turned it into something petty. Like, why are you stomping your feet because you didn't get the scoop? I'm not a scoop. I'm a person. And people forget that when you're in media. And that's okay. Normally I can deal with it. But when you're also a fellow radio sister girl, no. Mm-mm. And I'm not trying to start a, like a pissing match here. <laughs> but I'll rise to the occasion if I have to. I got nothing res- but respect for people that keep it kosher. Keep my name out your fucking mouth. If you can't come correct, I will say that with every bit of gusto that I can. Because to me, that, what I read there, <laughs> I followed her and then when I didn't hear, I, I unfollowed, sorry, I know I'm a petty bitch. I know, petty. It's not funny because you know how hard this topic is. I don't like it. I'm going to say this again so nobody can turn this into anything it's not. I'm not saying your experience or anybody else's you've discussed with isn't 
Everything you said it was. I'm not saying it wasn't hard for you. I'm not saying my experience was greater or lesser or worse or anything than anybody else's. I'm not doing that. I haven't delved into any of anybody else's story or rendition of those times. I haven't done that, and I'm not going to do that. If I ever speak about anything, it's from my own perspective. And no shade, but I wasn't going to give that to anybody else. And so I don't really, like, love that, that it's just like, ah, funny. Like, no, it's not funny. I'm not laughing. And you can go ahead and turn this into, what the fuck did bad bitch just say? Go ahead. I don't care. I, I don't owe anybody anything anymore. I do have so much respect for the topic that you are trying to get me to open up to you about. Everybody's side of that story. Because everyone's experience is different in life, and especially in this regard. And I do have so much that I want to say. It's just a situation where there's so many lives intertwined in all of that that I wouldn't be able to sleep at night unless I gave it the most careful scope and looking at it through a lot of lenses. And also protecting my family. Did you think about that? You're a mother too. Everything that I do is for them now. Everything that I don't do is for them now. So this shit ain't funny, okay? It's not funny. It's not cute. I'm not laughing. Like, you know, and I'm going to say it again. Like, I'm just going to take a breath, and it's like, it's not worth a petty argument, but I feel like so many times I've shut my mouth because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Be the bigger person. Well, shit. Being the bigger person a lot of times got me in the position where I was in, where my world was crumbling around me, and I didn't, I couldn't stop the wheel from turning. And had I spoke up, and not been the bigger person or the most professional person or the one that just would take one for the team all the time, I might not have gone through what I went through. Now, granted, it probably would have always ended up this way. But it wouldn't have taken so much of me. That's what hurts the most about what's been going down with me for the last six months is that I felt like I gave so much of my dignity on the way out. And I wish that I wouldn't have done that. I wish that I could have been standing in the Jordans that I am now and saying, nah. I'm not your fucking Pippin. I'm Jordan, me. And not because I'm better than anybody else, because I believe in myself and I stopped believing in myself for the longest time. And that's why I never spoke up. And I'm just sort of like, too, a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, Riley's being a bitch. Actually, no. I'm just kind of speaking up for myself for the first time in forever. And I've always been so careful, especially with women, because they always turn us into bitches, that it's just like I don't want to raise any, like, red flags in terms of starting shit, cat fights. And I'm not doing that. I have never, ever said a word about you publicly, ever. Any of you, ever. So why do you get to do it? Why do you get to tell any portion of my story? And that might not be what you did just in this text, but you all got to understand. 
uh, the the radio world is small and not everything everybody says about everybody else is true. Most of it's not. And I get that part. And I haven't had any experience with you. But when you don't have an experience with somebody and it's just like, oh, you're going to follow me and then unfollow me because I'm not giving you the tea. What is that? Are we not people anymore? Did you forget? However many years ago when you were in my space, like that's the thing. I, I can appreciate you wanting to help, but that doesn't feel like that there. That's not what that feels like. I don't, I don't ever want to like make or break my mark in terms of like my legacy. That's a really strong word, but I can't think of one else wise than that. Like what people would remember me for on the trauma that I've gone through. Which sounds like an oxymoron because I, I make a lot of my connection through that, the stories of that. But I just don't like the way that that felt. And I mean, when you're saying the door is always open, like then you probably could say that now to me. Like if you still, I don't know, like I didn't answer you twice. So I'm going to imagine, yeah, you're not going to like come back and ask again. But don't do that. Like don't do that. I see you, boo. I see you. And if I'm seeing you wrong in a, in a lens that is way off from what you were originally trying to put out there, then you can contact me. You don't have to. I don't really care. But you don't have to go out there publicly like this. And yeah, I could contact you too right now and be the bigger person. But no, I don't feel like it. Maybe I want to be a petty bitch right now. Keep my name out your mouth. Until you want to have a real and true conversation about why you would follow me and then unfollow me because I didn't want to come be interviewed by you. No. I'm good. Thanks for playing, though. (sighs) Now that that's all off my chest, (laughs) I'm very excited for some of the interviews that we have coming up this week. I am going to have my... um, Skin face guru, Dr. Schoenfeld of Renew, where I get my Botox, where I have had a lot of skin treatments. Because when I put up over the weekend a questionnaire like Let's Talk Beauty, a lot of you guys had questions about Botox, about skin procedures. And he's, I mean, I put up an Instagram reel when I got my Dysport because I don't get Botox. Um, About all the degrees he has, he's on like 8,000 boards. He's a scholar of his field and, you know, he's just the goat. So... I thought it'd be cool to have him on the podcast and, you know, just answer some of your questions and then also like get into some of my own. I want to ask about a few things because he's also a surgeon. He's not just an, he doesn't just eject. He doesn't do just facials and stuff like that. He's actually like a a real life doctor. Um, But I want to ask him some more things about like weight loss things and just like beauty, debunking a lot of the beauty treatments out there or beauty products. I think it's going to be fun. And then I am also bringing back Show Me the Ring. I told you guys about this a while ago that like I love love. I love seeing your guys' engagement rings and I love hearing about your love stories and telling the stories of your rings and how you got engaged and your love stories. So that's also coming back this week. And then of course we have Ask Riley on Wednesday, which I love it when you guys send me that stuff because you make my job easy. And then I get to talk to you about some of the things like last week I (laughs) opened up some things about my sperm donor, my father, that I have never told anybody I think but my husband and my best friend so this was a smorgasbord of things of emotions 
but I think it usually is like that on really Riley. And listen, I am going to leave you with this because I got a little hot in this podcast that I'm not angry right now about what I've spoke about. I'm bothered, but hopefully that will be it and bygones will be bygones. I'm going to hope for the best on that one. <sighs> Thank you guys for listening to Really Riley. I hope you have a great couple of days until I talk to you again on Wednesday. Please hit me up with questions, comments, concerns, anything you guys want to hear more of, less of. If you guys have questions for Ask Riley, if you have a show me the ring story, please send it to me. Modes of getting a hold of me. Email reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. The text line is 410-604-8895. Guys, thank you so much for the voicemails you've been leaving on there too, by the way. I want to play some of them on maybe the podcast this week. Maybe Wednesday we'll do that because I just I love hearing from you guys because I miss y'all so, so much. I miss hearing your freaking amazing voices. Um, Instagram and TikTok at Riley Couture, at Really Riley Podcast, at House of W by Riley. Um, I have a pop-up this weekend. I have... A uh, link to that on my House of W by Riley page. I'm excited for that. Um, TikTok, oh, by the way, is Riley Couture 7. Twitter's Riley Couture 5, but I don't really use that one anymore. Um, what else? What else? What else? Is that it? I think that's it. I think I've given all the socials <laughs> and all the ways to get a hold of me. You guys, seriously, I know that I got a little tonight, but we keep it real around here. So thank you for keeping it real and listening to me. It's really Riley.